Hello, Happy New Year, and welcome to a brand new episode of Ear Talk. Today, we're speaking with Carly Sigrove, a hearing health writer who has single sided deafness. She writes about living with hearing loss at her blog, My Hearing Loss Story, and manages an online support group for people with hearing loss. She's also the founder of the Sudden Hearing Loss Support website, a source of information and support for people affected by sudden hearing loss. We discuss Carly's journey, the emotional effects of a sudden hearing loss, and some of the difficulties she experiences with a unilateral hearing loss. Right, let's go straight through to the conversation. Hello, Carly. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast Ear Talk. Um, it's great to have you. Uh, thanks for inviting me to speak to you. <laughs> okay, so there's a lot um, of interest in, in what you've experienced. Um, so I'd like you to just tell us about what happened to you and um, what your experience was like. Okay, um, yeah, so in August 2016... I experienced a profound sudden hearing loss in my left ear. Um, On the day of the hearing loss, I was feeling absolutely fine. It was a normal day and I was sitting there at work and all of a sudden there was a lot of pressure in my head and a loud screeching sound. And At this point, this is when I lost the hearing in my left ear. But I think at the time it happened, I wasn't aware exactly what happened. I knew that I was feeling dizzy. I knew that I had pressure in my head and things weren't quite right. But it took a little bit of time before I realised exactly what had happened. Wow, that sounds very, very interesting. So what did you do next um, immediately after that? Immediately after that, I actually continued to be at work. Um, It was the start of a new school year and I was working as a teacher. So I I felt like I had a lot of work to do at that time. I didn't feel like I had time to be ill. So I just continued at work for the day. I actually didn't see a doctor until eight days following the sudden hearing loss. And looking back on that now, that actually seems crazy because if I'd lost the sight in one eye for example I would have immediately sought medical attention but for some reason I I didn't place the same value on my hearing right right that's interesting so who did you see was it your GP yeah so um eight days later I went to see my GP and she looked inside my ears and she said that everything looked normal. Uh, she said maybe there's a little bit of inflammation. So just in case, she gave me uh, some ibuprofen and some nasal spray. And she said to me to make an appointment with her in a week's time if things weren't any better. In a week's time, things weren't any better. <laughs> and I was there again um, to consult with her and it was at that point she um she got me an appointment with an ENT specialist right um so obviously you went along for the ENT appointment and and what happened there so at the 
ENT appointment, this was 18 days following my hearing loss. Um, and this was the first time that I actually had an audiogram. And the, the audiogram showed that I had had a profound loss in my left ear. And the lady who, well, the audiologist, she, she took me by the arm and she was really, she looked really worried actually. And I was a bit confused why, because this had happened 18 days ago and mm. I'd been thinking, oh, I'm just going to get better. But she took me by the arm and she said, you need to go to the hospital right now. It's an emergency. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and at that point, I, I went to the hospital. I saw um, an ENT specialist there. And they, again, they said, yeah, they, that's when they actually diagnosed me. They said, you've had sudden hearing loss, which I, I didn't um, even know was a thing. <laughs> yeah, so can I go back a, a moment? You said that you, were, you went to see an ENT consultant. So did yeah. they send you away to see an audiologist or did you, see an, did you have an audiogram done there and then? Did you see an audiologist there and then? Yes, sorry. The, the ENT appointment, so the appointment after, eight, after 18 days, this was with an ENT, but part of the appointment, for part of it, I was taken to the, a small room where there was an audiologist and that's the person who did the hearing test. And okay. The ENT asked me a few questions beforehand just to um, see what had happened. Okay. All right. So you didn't go back to see the ENT consultant and you had to go straight to the hospital from, from, from there? Yeah. So where I originally went to the appointment was at a healthcare centre. Okay. So I went from the healthcare centre to the hospital. Okay. I was just wondering why maybe the ENT didn't call you back in, why you didn't go back to see the ENT after um, the audiologist noticed the sudden hearing loss. I've no idea. I'm not sure. Okay. The, the audiologist, once I'd seen the ENT, it seemed like that part of my consultation was over and then okay. it was next to the audiologist. Maybe it's the protocol in the health yeah. centre. Okay, that's interesting. Um, okay, so when you got to A&E, um, I'm sorry I'm having to ask you in detail it's just um, it's nice to know exactly what your what your journey was and your experience was um, you know after you were sent away to the hospital uh, by the audiologist so what happened when you got to um, to the hospital? Uh, when I got to the hospital I saw an ENT and she did a hearing test with a tuning fork uh, putting it in the middle of my head and she asked me which ear I could hear the, the, the sounds in, the vibrations. Um, and she asked me some questions. She looked at my audiogram results. And yeah, that's when she said, you've had a sudden hearing loss. And she said to me that I would need to start treatment immediately. And she told me that I'd need to stay in the hospital. Now, I think, it, I think it's important to say that this, this was in Spain where this happened. I was living in Spain at the time. So perhaps okay. this is a different system to other countries. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So um, did you have then, you started treatment, was it on the same day? Yeah, I mean, I, I can remember phoning into work saying, look, I'm not going to be able to come back. <laughs> Um, on Monday, uh, sorry, uh, for the afternoon because I'd taken the morning off. Right. Um, and it turned out I had to stay in initially for the weekend. And I started, I had um, treatment of 
like an inflammatory treatment that was intravenous and then intravenous corticosteroid treatment, antiviral medication and antibiotics as well. So originally that was supposed to be for two days, just over the weekend. Um, in the end, it ended up being for a week. So I was in hospital for a week, having intravenous corticosteroid treatment. And by the end of the week, the hearing was exactly the same. There was no recovery. Oh. And the, the specialist um, gave me the option to start treatment with um, steroid treatment directly into the middle ear. So injected directly into the middle ear. So I started that at the end of the week. Um, I was also having tinnitus and had vertigo as well from the hearing loss. So the so there's a few issues going on at the same time as well, just to mention. Right, right, right. Um, and were those treated um, at all? Um, did you have to go back for, for any of those? Um, I've had ongoing treatment for um, vestibular issues since the hearing loss and the tinnitus. The tinnitus, I've just, I've just managed myself. I've, I think my brain's just switched off from it now. It, it's there all the time, but I don't pay too much attention to it. So you don't find it bothersome? Generally, no. Generally, no. Sometimes when I'm trying to sleep, but I, I think I've just become habitualized to it. It's, it's there, but I'm just I'm no longer focused on it. Wow! Oh, goodness, what an experience that was. <laughs> yeah, it was. I know. So, so looking back on your experience. Um, do you think that after seeing the audiologist, do you think that there was anything that the audiologist could have done at the time uh, to make you feel a bit more comfortable or, um, you know, just looking back, what do you think? Um, it's difficult because at the time, I think I was in shock. So I think she was actually really nice. Um, I've seen quite a few audiologists on this, on this journey, you could say. And I think many of them have had different, you know, different ways of working. And what I would say is at the beginning, the, the healthcare specialists that I did see, it, it seemed like all of them were intent on treating the hearing loss, of course, or in, in helping with that and with the tinnitus. Uh, but nobody really asked how I was managing the emotional impact. So it was it was very much focused on the practical aspect of how can we treat the hearing loss rather than the emotional side. And I don't think it's that people didn't care, for example. I think it's just maybe, you know, the training is more focused on the, the practical aspect of hearing loss rather than the emotional. Awesome. That actually leads quite nicely on to what I was going to ask you next. Um, so do you think the fact that... Um, the hearing loss was sudden, so the nature of your loss was was sudden. Do you think that that had a significant effect on how you felt and how you responded to it? Um, if you just tell me a little bit about how it made you feel um, being sudden. I think the, na the nature of sudden hearing loss being sudden, I think it's, it's, it's a, it has a big impact, or it can do. I think for me and for many other people who I've heard from since, it's there's there's the issue of having no time to prepare so this isn't a hearing loss like age related hearing loss or hearing loss related to a, a known illness this is where you might have time to prepare or 
you know, speak to people about it. With it being sudden, it, it comes as a shock. It's, it's something that, I mean, I'd never heard of sudden hearing loss until it happened to me. And that shock, you know, that, that's the first emotional impact, I think. But after that, I mean, losing it so suddenly, you have that many people experience a sense of grief um, for the hearing that you've lost. And some people, you know, experience sadness and all sorts of things before gaining acceptance of it. Yeah, with, with the experience that you have, because I know that, I mean, I'm, I was going to mention uh, also that you have actually started a support group for people with sudden hearing loss. Mm-hmm. Um, now, with the information that you have in general at the moment, do you feel um, there's anything, any advice that you could give um, in terms of how an audiologist can support someone who is just getting the news of a sudden hearing loss? And that would also obviously um, support them emotionally? I think... It's, it's probably more a case of how you speak to somebody rather than what you're telling them. Mm. I think audiologists will see people every day with different types of hearing problems. It's part of their job. And, you know, it's, you will see all sorts of different people, different types of losses. And, but for the person who's going through this, they, they're possibly, if they've not had hearing issues in the past, they're probably possibly never experienced anything like this before it's the he, he, hearing is it's, it's a key way of how how many of us interact with the world and somebody walking into your consultation room might be in complete shock they might be in complete denial that you know this is here to stay so it's more about how you speak to them so you kind of putting yourself in their position, remembering, you know, there's, there's a human being behind each person in your office. And it's, it's, I guess it's just that compassion. And I'm not, I'm not saying that the audiologists haven't been compassionate, but it's maybe just taking a moment to check in with them and ask them how they're feeling. And perhaps it's a case of having a bank of resources of places you can refer people to as well. So perhaps it's, you know, if somebody's, if there's a local support group in the area for people with any type of hearing loss or if there's a if somebody's suffering from depression is there somebody you can refer them to so maybe just checking in with that patient and seeing how they're doing emotionally because it, even it can even be hard to speak to your friends and family because it's difficult to explain how this feels absolutely that is very very vital information that you're giving i mean it sounds obvious but it's it's nice to hear it from someone who is in that position um so i want to ask you a bit more about um how you cope with your hearing loss what would you say is um the most difficult thing about having a unilateral hearing loss so some people just assume oh well you've got hearing in one ear so it, it can't be that bad but what do you find is the most difficult uh, when you know you you can't hear from from one ear you're completely right Elizabeth people think you've lost 50% of your hearing but actually you lose so much more than that um socializing amongst background noise can be really difficult uh, for example I could be sat in a cafe or a restaurant and if there's there's always people talking in the background there's maybe cutlery clinking or there might be music um there might be a coffee coffee uh, machine 
whirring in the background all these noises for me they just they take center stage in my mind I can't then concentrate on somebody speaking to me for example who's sitting with me or I find it very difficult um, if I'm in a group of people I might be able to hear that somebody's speaking but I actually won't know which way to look because having only hearing in one ear means that all sounds sound like they're coming from the right hand side for me because that's the ear that works mm. so so there's this kind of two things there really the socializing aspect which is really difficult and it's exhausting trying to listen when there's background noise and then mm. there's not knowing where sounds coming from so because a sound sounds like every sound sounds like it's coming from the right side it just it means that well it affects me for example when I'm crossing a road I might hear a car but I'm not sure mm -hmm. I feel unsafe because I can't immediately identify oh it's coming from my right or my left mm. or somebody might shout my name and I won't know which way to turn because I won't know where the sound's coming from so there's a couple of things that make unilateral hearing loss in particular um, quite challenging sometimes yeah absolutely you, you're spot on um, from even from the theoretic uh, theoretical aspect of uh, of losing hearing uh, in one ear because uh, obviously mm -hmm. there's no directionality as you mentioned all the sounds are going into one ear which brings in that issue of safety so crossing a road as you said um, you know if there was a large truck coming coming down you'd still hear it louder in the in in the ear that you hear from so you wouldn't know mm -hmm. if it was coming from the other side or um, so that is so important uh, for people to be aware of and um I, I'm just so glad that you you're highlighting this area of unilateral hearing loss and and, and the other fact that you mentioned about background noise um, it does have as you said a very important play a, an important role for, for socializing um, but also just in general wherever there's background noise um, we, we don't live in a silent world so it's not often that we are socializing in quiet environments so it is a very significant problem which um, I'm so pleased that you you are highlighting. Um, now, going on from there, um, I think I, I kind of have already already know what I already know many reasons why you would do this. But I'd just like to hear from you what inspired you to start the online support group and how that's actually going at the moment. Okay, so um, it all started with my blog actually. Um, I started writing a blog just a few months following my hearing loss. Uh, my blog is called My Hearing Loss Story. And I started writing this because I was dealing with a lot of emotions at the time and I didn't really know who to talk to. And I also kind of, I wanted to, I wanted to keep track of my journey to keep, you know, like keep a diary. And I thought, why not write a blog? So I started my blog and I actually found it really cathartic, writing down what happened, writing down my story. And very soon I began to get emails in my inbox from people contacting me through the contact page of my blog. And these people, many of them like me, they'd had a sudden hearing loss and Perhaps they were, they were just emailing to say hi and thanks for the blog or some people asking for advice on how to live life with hearing loss after losing it suddenly. That Some people were maybe partners of people with sudden hearing loss. 
And I, I started to realize that maybe sudden hearing loss wasn't as, as rare as I originally thought. And so from this blog, because I heard from so many people and I was emailing them back every day, I, I thought maybe these people, they want to talk. So how can I put them all together? How can I get them together to share their ideas and to share their stories? And so I thought of making my Facebook support group which is, it's actually a support group for people with any type of hearing loss. So many of the members are with sudden hearing loss, have experienced sudden hearing loss. And it's a place they can share their stories and offer each other support and advice. And yeah, my, my, my little group has grown over the years and it's, it's, I think it's got about 750 members now. And it's, it's great to see that level of support and, people all over the world, you know, sharing these experiences. It, it's great to see. Wow, that is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. Um, I just want to say congratulations and all the progress that you've made and, um, you know, for uh, the success that you've had so far in, um, you know, pushing forward on this cause and, and helping to get some support out there for people in the same similar situation to yourself. Um, and obviously we wish you all the best for the future. I'm sure that we'll be in much close contact, contact over the, over the years, um, as you're now part of our audiology world in general. I will be putting um, the details of your support group in the description, just so that anyone who is listening to this and wants to get in contact can do so. Um, yes. Uh, so thank you so much for being our guest today it's really been wonderful I wish we had more time I have so many more questions um I'd love to you know go on and ask even more questions um but um obviously we're restricted with the timing on the podcast so <laughs> we might we might have you back another time or one at one of our events um but just now I just wondered if um you wanted to with our audience at the moment if you wanted um to leave a message or you wanted to pass on any information um whilst uh, you've got our audience uh yes thanks elizabeth really quickly um just to let everyone know that i also founded a sudden hearing loss support website which has been backed by audiologists and charities and hearing loss organizations um so it'd be great if you could put a link to that in the um podcast as well if that's okay it's it's a place where you can get information and support for anyone with sudden hearing loss and yeah finally just to say that if you or anybody that you know has any change in your hearing not to put off seeing a doctor see a doctor as soon as possible because I realize now I should have sought medical attention within the first 48 hours after losing my hearing loss after losing my hearing sorry to have a chance of regaining it so yeah don't take your hearing for granted and and any changes just get it checked out thank you so much for that I think you've literally literally you've closed the podcast for me because you've just given the best message or the biggest message I think um related to um sudden hearing loss well at least with the hope of trying to regain some of the hearing it is possible sometimes obviously um if uh, you get some medical attention within the first 24 to 48 hours. Um, mm -hmm. So obviously I think one, a, a, an immediate message to get out there is anyone who does experience this, um, 
should uh, seek medical advice as soon as possible. Um, and obviously, even if that doesn't happen, um, there is still support um, with people like you, which is which is which is wonderful. So thank you very much again, Carly. And um, yeah, it's been lovely having you. No, thanks, Elizabeth, for the opportunity to speak. It's been great. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. That's the end of today's episode, but as discussed, you'll find a link to Carly's blog and other relevant information in the introduction. Thank you for joining me, your host, Elizabeth Adeshba, on Ear Talk.